Blog Talk Radio. Talk radio, man. We are about to get it in. It's about to get crazy, man. So I hope y'all ready. Sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself. It's the Real Sports Talk from Real Sports Fans. I'm your boy Thomas G. We are really getting it in. It's about to just about to um take it to another level. So without further ado, let me bring in the, the greatest sports director on the planet. He's um he's unscripted. He's uh, uncensored. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Nader Murphy. What's going on, Nader? What's up, Big T? It ain't it ain't it ain't about me tonight. It's about the other person that's on on the show what? tonight. Really? We gonna do it like that? <laughs> we gonna do it like that? That's yes. We gonna have fun. We got, a, we got a special guest. We got a special guest hanging out with us tonight, and we are gonna let her introduce herself to you guys worldwide, all over the country. We're going to let her introduce herself. So um, without further ado, why don't you introduce yourself to the world? Oh, hey, guys. I'm Colleen. <laughs> what else I want me to say? From New Whatever. Orleans, born and raised. <laughs> Probably the number one Pelican fan. Don't care what nobody has to say. Uh-oh. I'm not a part of Who That Nation, but I am a Saints fan. You know, we gotta get her, New we Orleans. We got to get her, so. we gotta get her uh, a pass for the Who That Nation, Nader. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nah, nah, y'all too ignorant for me. I ain't that ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we, we, yeah, yeah, we, we are ignorant. That's for we sure. We are kind of ignorant. We are, ain't no joke about it. Mm-hmm. We are. Sorry. I ain't even trying to get thrown in that water. I stay on the side and just paddle my feet a little bit. That's what's up. That's what's uh-huh. up. So, welcome to the show, Miss Colleen Hartford. We are very excited to have you on the show with us tonight. Thank so you for you- having me. Oh, we're gonna have fun tonight. We're gonna get it in. We got New Orleans Saints. We got uh Tulane Green Wave talk tonight. We got a little Pelicans news. Um and and, and the a former Pelican 
who uh, I saw a video of this week, Nate. I don't know if you saw it. Of Boogie yeah, Cousins. I saw it. <laughs> looking like he was ready to start playing today. We're going to talk about that Flash, a little bit. And um, Flash Brothers, Flash Brother number three. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't see how that, how that work out. Um, that's what they won't call them. Uh oh, Nate. Uh oh, Nate. Well, look, I'll tell you this before we start the show and jump into the same. I already know you're a Pelicans fan because on your Twitter it says you're a Pelicans fan. You just said you're a Pelicans fan. But, uh, you know, the thing about it is, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'll tell you this. I like the Pelicans or whatever. No hate on the Pelicans. Like, I go to a lot of their games throughout the year. I'm a big Detroit Pistons fan, but I'm a big Steph Curry fan. So, like, you know, I root for I root for Steph Curry. So like, you know, rooting with for Steph Curry, I gotta root for them. So it's like oh. that's the only thing, you know. But other than that, like I rock with the Pelicans, I rock with the Pistons, and I definitely rock with Steph Curry. So, I guess that's, that's <laughs> oh, just my take. That's just like that's just. So. You 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 <laughs> fall in that light bright category. I I respect well, no, I like, as a well, man. He's a great that. player, but. I hate him. I hate him. I really do. I, oh, I hate him. <laughs> you, can't hate you can't hate on a man. You can't hate on a man. I don't like nobody oh. but my Pelicans. They they have my oh. heart. I believe they're blurry. Okay? Oh. All right. All right. Well, we, <laughs> well, you're a real fan. At least you're a real I, fan. That's good. I can see how this season going to go. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes for sure. I'm going to be good. But, uh, you know, man, it's gonna be a fun season. Oh yeah, for sure. Basketball's gonna be nice, man, this year. But uh man, let's jump right into it, man, because we got a whole lot of things talk that we gotta get into. Uh, we just had this preseason game this past Friday against the Cardinals. I was actually at the game, Big T. And uh, it was a horrible game. Um, I left oh. the game in the third quarter. I left the game in the third quarter, I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, it just was so boring. So many turnovers, Big T. It was just frustrating, and it was a preseason game. But Big T, you know me. We've been the games before, and you know, like preseason or regular season, I just get frustrated. Like everything counts, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, man, I went to the game. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was nice to be back in the Superdome. But um, just a lot of takes, man. A lot of a lot of notes that I had jotted down from the game, man. You know. Uh, biggest thing, and a lot of people were talking about it uh, last Friday night, was Taysom Hill. Um, Big T, we talked about it on last week's show, you know, giving him the benefit of the doubt of how, you know, he had these preseason games where he was going to be the guy to show what he can prove and what he can do to make the team. And um, definitely didn't pan out the way he thought it was and the way we all thought it would be um, in that first preseason game starting because – Man, he had four turnovers, and you know one of the turnovers, um, you know the wide receiver, it just went off his hands, and then you know the linebacker uh, caught it for an interception. Another one, Tech in ran the wrong route, and um, obviously another interception. But so those two, I can't really blame him that much. Even Sean Payton said in the press conference that Tech in uh, ran the wrong routes uh, to those two times. Um, so I, I, I give that and put that on tech in, but the other two, man, I mean, you know, he fumbled it and bad snaps. It just, it was crazy. But, you know, the thing about it, Big T, I was kind of excited when he first got on the field. The announcer, the announcer at the Superdome was like, um, 
quarterback for your New Orleans Saints, number nine, Drew Brees. And then everybody <laughs> looks and it's like, um, nah, my dude, it's number seven, <laughs> Taysom Hill. Um, so, but it was nice to see him with the starters. Thing is, listen, like we said last week, Big T, it's going to take some time. The guy has to get these playing snaps down. Um, he has to get adjusted. You know, if to be honest, man, he's been working with the third string wide receivers and, 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 you know, everybody that's third string. So for him to start with the first string, you know, um, you knew a lot of the timing was going to be off. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the tendencies that Drew Brees knows about Mike Thomas or Ginn or, or those players, maybe he doesn't know as much, you know. So, right. like I said, I still give him the benefit of the doubt, man. He did have a horrible game. Don't get me wrong, he did. But everybody has a horrible game um, in their lifetime. But at the end of the day, he just got to keep improving. And Drew Brees actually came out today and said, listen, you know, don't be too hard on him. You know, he's got to put games and film and, and, and tendencies um, to work. That way, when he gets his chance, it'll come like second nature. So um, right. that was a big that was a big thing that uh, I mean, which was very frustrating, you know, that he had those four four turnovers. Being that, I thought he would have a way better performance. Um, a highlight that I wrote down um, in that game, Big T, was uh, Brandon Tate. Brandon Tate, kick returner um, that they brought in. I'm very, very excited for the dude. Um, he's been balling his ass off. And, I mean, yeah. the first kick, the first punt, man, they, they, they picked that well, the first, on the kickoff. They kicked it off to the Saints. Saints got the ball first, and he almost took it. You know, he almost took it to the house. He brought it to, like, the 44, I think the 40 or 45-yard line. And, I mean, I was like, damn. I was like, this dude really wants to make the roster and definitely wants a job. So, I think our special teams is going to be way better than it has been um, this year, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be a very um, interesting, very interesting season. We look. I'm looking at some of the stats from the game. Um, Mr. Hill didn't have a bad game passing. He went 11 for 15 for 68 yards. The two, the thing with the interceptions that, that hurt Uh him, um, on it. And also he led the team in rushing again this week. So that kind of bothered me a little bit. He took it, man. And I, and we said that last week, you know, like, Hey, you know, you know, he's the type of quarterback that's going to, you know, hopefully he doesn't, you know, run first, pass second, you know. Um, mm-hmm. He, he kind of reminded me of the the way he was running. I mean, he's super fast, man. I think that that run was for like 43 yards, I think, just that one that one play. So, I mean, just right. imagine a quarterback running up the field um, weighing like, I don't know how much he weighs, like 230, 260, and he's running lights out. So, it's like, damn, mm-hmm. that's why they put him on special teams. You know what I'm saying? So, um mm-hmm. Dude, dude's fast. He definitely has burners on him. But at the same time, you know, he has to, you know, correct some things. Hopefully this week against the Chargers, um, he'll be able to go in and, and fix some of the things that he definitely messed up messed up on last week. But um, definitely, man, like I said, he definitely has to do a better job these next two preseason games because it's either, um, you know, the Saints, Knowing, knowing the Saints, they'll be like, all right, you know what? We're going to put 
we're gonna make Tom Savage the backup quarterback. He's a veteran. Um, and then we'll we'll see what happens with Taysom Hill. We'll keep him on special teams, and then we'll see what happens with him next year. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. What's your take Ms. on Harper. it? We're going for what's your take? Um, <laughs> That's what everybody's looking at for the preseason because as preseason, I look at most of the games as kind of practicing. So they're kind of just seeing what works and what don't work. And like you said, he has to get to know, like, the plays and everything. I I just want to ask the fans, like, what are people expecting, you know, after Drew Brees leave? What are y'all looking for? Are y'all looking for a mobile quarterback? Are y'all looking for somebody to stay in the pocket? Like, what exactly are is everybody looking for? Because right now with the three backups that they have that's competing, each one of them mm-hmm. have a little special tendency because – with Hill, like you said, his turnovers, but he's mobile, he's fast, he's big, he can see over the line. So that's kind of a plus for the Saints. Um, Savage, I somewhat watched the first game and saw him, and he kind of looked a little bit lost out there. I don't think he was right. like, expecting everything. <laughs> yeah, I won't say. I like to call people trash to be in the pros, and I'm not. So I was I feel like everything is a learning process. So, there's a lot to learn in these couple preseason games. And hopefully this game against the Chargers this week, he'll learn, you know, look out, like pay attention. I understand, you know, you may not see somebody coming behind you, but protect the ball. It's all about the football. If you don't protect the ball, the Saints cannot have that many turnovers in the next game. Like, that has to be something that they really talk about. Like, turnovers, no. With that first series when they first went in and that first turnover defense came out and they got the three and out and the momentum was still with the Saints. But that next that interception that came up next, that just killed yep. everything for the Saints momentum. Took that was just out. the downfall yep. of everything. So turnovers. They just gotta focus on their turnovers. Everybody's trying to figure out who's gonna come behind Drew Brees. Fingers crossed, get y'all voodoo dolls out and hopefully he can last another year or two by the time they get well, ready to get another quarterback thing, and be ready to move on. And the thing about that is, and me and Big T talked about it a couple of weeks ago, you know, like, if he doesn't pan out, you know, like, I know I know Sean Payton really, really likes him. Um, you know, and, and Sean Payton, you know, the one thing that really draws him to him is that he's getting pretty much um, two, two positions filled with one player. You know, he's playing on, on special teams and he's playing quarterback, you know, like if, if need be. So he's getting, you know, two positions out of one player. That, that's a plus for Sean Payton. The thing about it, though, is this. If the dude doesn't pan out some way, somehow, um, you know, I don't know if they keep him for another year. Probably that's what they're probably going to do. Um, but um, if, they, if he doesn't pan out, the Saints can always go two routes, and we already know those two routes is one in the draft, Get to get a quarterback, or they can do like Minnesota did this this off season and go ahead and sign, you know, Kirk Cousins and give him the eighty million guarantee and, and things like that. Um, you know, there's there's quarterbacks that are going to be coming out um, next year and the year after um, that are going to be in high demand. So, um, you know, they can always go those routes if that doesn't work. I hate when people always say, "Oh, well, we got to draft us a quarterback. We have to draft mm-hmm. a quarterback. We have to draft a quarterback." And it's like, listen. We don't have to draft a quarterback. The, the thing is, we can always get a QB in free agency, you know. We can always get a QB in mm-hmm. free agency. So, 
that's the thing. That that that's the thing. Now a lot of people were saying after the game, and I was actually one of them, that the Saints really need to, um, if this week doesn't work out with him, they need to reach out to um, the Jets and try to figure out a move where they can, you know, pick up uh, Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback. And you know, the thing about Teddy Bridgewater is, you know, he's definitely mobile. You know, before he got hurt with Minnesota, he was going. I mean, he was doing his thing. Um, and I just feel like Teddy Bridgewater is an upgrade over Taysom Hill in the sense that he's more of that, you know, pocket passer, but then, like, he'll he'll put the Jets on too and, and, and get that first down if need be. But knowing that he just came back from the injury, maybe he might not, you know, be that guy that's scrambling and, and doing the things that he was doing in Minnesota. But I just feel like, it would be a good move if they could bring him because he's been falling in the preseason. He had a good game last week against the Redskins. Um, so he's been doing his thing. But, you know, a lot of people always throw it out there and say, all right, well, you know, he has a $5 million um, salary this year. So if the Saints pick up up, they're going to have to take over that salary. Why not just wait till next year? He's going to be a free agent, pick him up, and then we don't have to give him that much money, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, the guy's going to want to start at some point. And the thing is, it's like, all right, we can wait till next year, but there's teams right now calling the Jets trying to make a trade for him. So do you – it's like a risk-reward type of thing where it's like, all right, let's hurry up, jump on him. If we get him, let's get him, put him behind Breeze, and then, you know, we have a solid-ass quarterback behind Breeze. Or you're like, no, nah, let's just wait till next year, and then somehow the team picks him up, and then that's your loss. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's kind of tough. It's a kind of tough situation. Um, but if they do go that route, I wouldn't be mad because I'm telling you, that dude's been balling. He has a lot to prove. He got injured on a freak, I mean, freak play, man. Mm-hmm. They said they said in um, when he got hurt that his leg, his bone was all the way out of his leg. Like that's that's how that's how nasty it was. Like even Adrian Peterson, like they interviewed Adrian Peterson, he was like, "Dude, this was the nastiest injury I've ever seen in my life." So it's like, it's like wow. But to see him bounce back from that, yeah, it took a couple of years. But to see him bounce back from that and then play how he's playing in the preseason right now, yeah, it's the preseason. But still, the dude, the dude has it for sure. He definitely has it. Yeah, I definitely think the Saints should go with a more mobile quarterback. Because looking at Drew Brees, you know, somebody who doesn't run and move around too much, but. Sometimes it works for you. Sometimes it don't. So you just never know with the progression yep. that the Saints will go in. Look, I, I mean, just don't. There's, 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 there's that quarterback out there that needs. He's, he's a pretty yeah. good quarterback. Saints but. get Kaepernick, and the fans will burn the Superdome. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other fans will burn the Superdome. <laughs> they will protest and protest you know and what? protest, and nobody's going. <laughs> And you know what? I've thought about it a couple of times that Sean Payton made a call to to uh, Cap, and Cap comes in. This place, I, I, I think this place will lose its mind. I, this, this, but, this but, that's, will go but see, see kind of like, you know, like they'll lose their mind. But it's, it's you know, the, the funny thing about it and what's really crazy is that, you know, like you say these people will lose their mind. It's not. Everybody, it's no. more. 
it's more white people will lose their minds mm-hmm. because the and minorities, the, 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 the black, the black people, the minorities, the, the Arabian people, the Latinos, they're not gonna be, they're they not gonna be tripping. But the white people, that's the people that's gonna be tripping. They the ones who you can see, like you said, big T holding signs outside the Superdome before the game crazy, on the steps while it's on. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if that quarterback came in here and let's say knock on wood, something having a breeze, and he came in here and was started slinging it, slang, start slinging the ball, and now you got a mobile quarterback who got an arm on him. We know he got an arm. You know he mm-hmm. can run. But you got you got a quarterback that can run and pass. You got Kamara. You got Mike Thomas. You got Ken. You got Meredith. You got all these players on the offense, right? Who the hell gonna stop them? How you gonna game plan for them? And how would you how hate you on game plan for them? How would, as a fan, why would you want to even hate on something like that? That's they would burn the narrative. That's just like the people that say, "Oh, I'm not gonna watch the NFL because of they're they're kneeling." Like, and you know, right. we were gonna talk about this a little later, but it's just like it makes no sense. And then it's like it's, these people are hypocrites because these people are, are say that and tweet that out and, and do all of this, you know, and start all of this commotion. But then on the flip side of it, they're the same people that sitting in front of these damn TVs, knowing at eleven fifty nine when NFL comes <laughs> on and it and it says dun 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 they the ones sitting in front of the damn TV watching the fucking game, and that's just the honest truth. And that's like, all right, y'all still gonna buy jerseys, dumbasses. Y'all still gonna go to the game. Y'all still gonna drink beer. Y'all still gonna pay for parking. Y'all still gonna do all of this crazy stuff, but it's like y'all just want to create a commotion because the man's kneeling. Again, know why these players are kneeling. These players are kneeling for social injustice and what the police are doing to black people. Not because they're disrespecting the flag. They're not with their military. They're not. It has nothing to do with that. But you want to create that image and make it seem like that's what it's about, and it's not. It's not about that. So, basically, all the white people are versus, and I wouldn't say all, because I'm wrong for saying that. Not all white people, but let's just say 85% of the white people are for that. They've all accepted that mindset, oh, they're disrespecting the flag. They're kneeling because the military. That's 85% of them. 15%, 15% are smart and say, you know what, they're absolutely right. That's wrong. But those are the people that aren't racist as well. And then that's, on the flip side of it, the like I said, the minorities are the ones who feel what people are going, the black people are going through. They feel that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said if that man came here, to me, it would be funny. Because it would be funny because it, it would be so funny to watch them bastards be mad and cry and complain and say they're going to they're gonna not watch football no more and they're going to protest and they're going to do all of this fine, do what you got to do, but these players still going to play. They still going to make money. You know what I'm saying? They, mm-hmm. If Kaepernick comes in and wilds out and, and gets the Saints to 11-5, and 12-4 record, who going to complain? Nobody. Not so nobody. That's the thing. It, the thing on crazy. Twitter with Kaepernick is that they, they say that they were like, oh, look at his stats. He wasn't a great quarterback. He didn't lead the 49ers to the uh, Super Bowl when they played the Ravens. And I'm like, are you 
stupid because the quarterback is like literally the head. Without the quarterback, the team would fall apart. It, it's no if ands or buts about it. Now I, I that defense does win games. But if you're not putting points on the board from offense, defense can only do so much. It's not like defense yep. is getting interceptions and running into the house, you know, or yeah. getting fumbles and taking it to the house. So, obviously, he did something to lead his team to the Super Bowl. Granted, they lost. To, That's fine. But also, but. but also to your point, but also to your point, like you said, a lot of people will say that we didn't do nothing, and then they'll say, oh, he had a good defense to carry him, right? Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Guess who's creating a great, a good defense right now? They're the Saints. The, mm-hmm. Sa- the Saints. The Saints are creating a good defense right now, right? They're creating a mm-hmm. good defense. So if Breeze leaves, really that's are. why they, the Saints aren't stupid. They're smart. They know, well, listen, if Breeze decides to leave at some point, right, all right, let's build our young defense up because we're going to need a solid-ass defense just in case we do get a quarterback in here who's a little shaky, maybe, you know, our, our, our defense will help us pick us up, they'll get turnovers, they'll put our offense in better situations, right, to score. Well, guess what? The Saints are already doing it. They got Lattimore. You know, Carly's been iffy, you know, he's 50-50. But still, they got DeMario Davis, they got Cam Jordan, you know, they got Okafor, they got Davis, got all of these guys, Man Tartale. They've been, Marcus Williams, they've been solidifying the defense. So, at the end of Drew Brees' career, whether it's next year or the year after, you still are building a defense, a solid-ass defense for that quarterback who ends up deciding to come be the quarterback for the Saints. And so, hey, you know, you got you a solid defense, you're going to win games. You'll win six, seven games based off of mm-hmm. a solid defense. You know what I'm saying? But all he has to do is come in, right? Come in and do his thing. Now, the Denver Broncos, you know, came out with the, the John Elway, the, um, the owner of the, the Broncos, came out and said, listen, you know, we offered Kaepernick a, uh, a contract. We offered him a contract. He, he didn't take it. He didn't take it. So, but do you think them contracts are like a slap in the face to him? You know, and, and the thing is, too, is they're saying only offered him $5 million. You know, I mean, I get it. That would be you a slap in the face.
And let's not and not only that, because all injustice <clears throat> is wrong, but let's also put it out there and talk about how the United States funds Israel, which Israel is killing innocent Palestinian kids. Right? They give them billions and billions of dollars every single year to buy innocent kids. If it was me, as an NFL player, if it was me, and these players were kneeling down, and these are my brothers, I'm not only kneeling down with them, I'm laying on the ground while that shit going on. Because what they're doing is wrong. What they're doing is wrong. And it's like nobody gives a shit. Uh, Innocent black person gets killed, they don't give a shit. Kids overseas in Palestine, you see they hate off, you know what I'm saying? You see, you see, like they skulls and shit opened up, stuff like that. Their heads on one side of the ground, their bodies on the opposite side of the ground, like a, 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 a detached from each other. Like, that shit ain't cool. I got kids. I got a kid. So, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, all right, I'm not supposed to be mad about that. Oh, let me, let me, let me just stand up because I got to stand up. No, that's not what, what America's about. And that you're, you're supposed to be able to do and, and speak how you want to speak in this country. Straight up. So, at the end of the day, if you can't do that, then why are we here? Why do we why? see that we're, we, you know, we can, the land of the free, you know what I'm saying? Why do we say that? Nada, we're going to put you on City Hall with a, with a slogan because we see what upsets you. You went straight from football and went straight to the protest. So we're going to put you on City Hall steps so we'll, we'll let them know who's going to run the city. It's not bad. It's just, it's, the thing with me and Big T notice, like, we've been doing the show for nine years. What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, it don't matter. Like, with me, like, the way my people brought us up was, like, we're all brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like I told this kid, I said, I said it multiple times on this show. When you die, when you die, and whether you go to heaven or you go to hell, right? You think you're going to be worried about if, if you're in heaven or if you're in hell? You think you're going to be worried about somebody being black or somebody being white or being Latino or being Muslim? No. Why? Because we all brothers and sisters. So why can't we do that while we're here on earth? Instead of having to wait till we get to to afterlife and worry about that type of stuff. Because that's what drives the country. That's what drives everybody. Hate hate and greed is what drives everybody. So, of course, the NFL is bringing in so much money, and they know that. And they know that these players have a voice that they can change. They can shift everything in the NFL with one player. Kaepernick did it. And that's the reason I think I love basketball a little bit more because when LeBron stood up, it didn't matter who he was on the team with. Everybody right. in the NBA was like, hey, we, we yep. back behind you. We got you. In the NFL, everybody is worried about their money. Who's going to be the next meal ticket? Who's going to be the next person? Because if this person is kneeling and our owner said, no, they're going to kick us out. Hey, I might have the next, you know, I might be the next big thing. Everybody wants to be a face of something. But in the NBA, it was one player, everybody. Like we used to say at 35, one pop, we all pop. So, hey. That's how it went in the NBA. In the NFL, I, to me personally, I like the NFL, but I feel at least take one game out the season, one Sunday, one Monday, one Thursday, whenever somebody plays, and I feel that every person of color, no matter what your 
as this is he is, your race, no matter what, everybody should take a knee and say we're all fighting for the exact mm-hmm. same thing because we all are, like you said, we all are sisters and brothers in this together. This is a brotherhood yep. in the football. And even though it's not my brother, my son, my nephew, my cousin is being shot, it could be the next person because yeah, they have sure. players getting pulled over by for the police sure. and for for what? Because they're they're taking a stand, like, and it's not cool, but until everybody do it, it can't just be a selective few. Like, um, like they say, the first person that come out, no, they're gonna ridicule them until more and more start to come out. So first yeah. it was Colin Kaepernick and um Reed, and then give them a couple more hundred players. How many? How many African American players they have in? NFL? But this is the thing. But this is the thing too. This is how you make they, This is how you really make their money up, right? This is how you make their money up. How many? You know, like. For example, the Dolphins uh, owner was like, at first he came out, he, he backtracked on what he said, but he said if all if the players kneel, they'll be fine. Uh, they'll be suspended four games or something like that, right? When they first at like ending of this offseason, right? All right. So think about it like this: the players gonna be suspended two games, four games, whatever it may be, right? How about if the whole team kneel? What the fuck you gonna do? After the whole That's team? what I think. What the whole team? Everybody the whole team kneel? What you gonna do? You ain't gonna make no money, right? The TV ain't gonna make no money. The commercials not gonna make no money. So what's the point? You know what I'm saying? So it's just, and also too, to, to kind of go on what you were saying, it's not only about just like police doing injustices to black people. Like for instance, last yesterday, yesterday, Christ the King, the school in Greta, in Louisiana, didn't let this girl come to school because her hair was braided. A black girl, because her hair was braided, they didn't let her come into the school. I come to realize that's a new way to stop black people because back in the day during slavery time and during the Civil War and everything, they stopped them from voting and they stopped us from doing all kinds of from being uh, integrated in schools together and everything. So the new way to stop us because we are becoming the dominant race, kick us out of the school. They don't want us in their schools, Mm -hmm. and that's why I feel like with LeBron, with him funding his school and everything, having his school, think about if all these players take a little bit and put it to charity to a school in the inner city to help the inner city children get better books and a better education, what that's going to do to the city-funded or the state-funded white schools that's getting all this money from the state off of these black children. And that's, that's, but you see, too, like, LeBron did a good thing, like, you know, I, I like, I, I, me personally, like, you know, obviously I'm a Steph Curry fan, like we talked about in the beginning, so, like, obviously I, you know, the whole LeBron, Steph Curry thing, obviously, you know, but at the same time, like, you got to respect LeBron James, regardless if you don't like the, if you don't like the Cavs, if you don't like the Lakers, if you don't like him personally, like, you have to respect LeBron James and what he's doing and what he has done for his community, because, I mean, Amen. 
that's all it's about. I always ask, what is what is going to be my legacy? What will people remember me by? So I try when I meet everybody new to leave a mark on somebody so they be like, yeah, that's that girl, and they remember me. So <laughs> I try. That's what's up. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I'm going to jump into, since we on this, um, <clears throat> excuse me, since we on this conversation of, um, the, the national protest. I, I got a couple questions. I want y'all to think about it while we on break. There was a report that came out that said the NFL did not start showing the national anthem until Colin Kaepernick started kneeling for the national anthem. Um, there's also a report out there saying that the NFL should stop selling food and alcohol and merchandising during the national anthem. I want to get y'all thoughts on that when we come back from commercial. Um, so okay. We, 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 yeah, so, tuned in to Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXG Talk Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. gymnastics but he can perform car care that's a perfect 10 you see steve is an expert speedy technician so you'll love what he can do everything from a quick oil change to brakes from tune-ups to factory scheduled services and more who can do more than change your oil speedy can go to speedyoil.com today to find the location nearest you speedy oil change and auto service full service full speed Experience a blend of refined craftsmanship and raw power. New innovations and a tradition of excellence. Luxury and performance engineered to take the crown. Presenting the all-new Lexus LS500 and LS500H. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Yeah, 
We're back live right here on Overtime Sports Talk, right here on WTXD Talk Radio, broadcasting live on the TuneIn app. Just download the TuneIn app, go to your favorite uh, uh, app store, download TuneIn. You can take us on the go with you 24-7-365. Also broadcasting live on our website at WTXDTalkRadio.com. And if you want to call in and give us your, um, your, your comments, your feelings, your thoughts, hit us up. 516-531-9540. Hit us up. Hit option one. Be placed on hold for the producer to get you online. Get ready. Call in. Let us know what's up. Again, 516-531-9540. And we're back. We are back. Y'all good? Everybody good? Colleen, you feeling good? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, before the break, you know, we talked about We've been talking about the national anthem protest. We're gonna jump back on the Saints this week uh, in a minute. We're gonna jump back, but since we're on the the the, the controversy of uh, kneeling and stuff like that, I was um, listening to another radio show and they were talking about it. And this is my thoughts on on it right here. And this is what I kind of came up with. Um, and and a couple callers on that show called and said that. The NFL did not show, or the TV stations did not show the national anthem prior to Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Um, prior to Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Now they show the national anthem pretty much on all the primetime right. games. Um, right. I guess when they do that, they do that so they can see who's kneeling and who's not kneeling. Um, because beforehand, I never saw the right. national anthem on TV. Never saw it at all. Um and also, uh, I, I I was thinking, as a fan of this game, and you, and you talk about you want people to respect the national anthem, there are fans who are at the beer line, at the food line, at the merchandise line, during the national anthem, and you're talking about respecting the national anthem, but you're doing that. You're buying alcohol. Uh-huh. You're buying merchandise, but you're not standing, and you're not at attention for the national anthem. So how can you be critical of a player kneeling for social injustice when you're buying uh, margaritas and Bloody Marys and six beers for you and your friends, but you talk about respect. I mean, come on. Can, I'm going to let Colleen go on that one. You're going to let me take this topic. All right, let me get yeah, my I'll let you, I'll let you go first. Right since, since, I, since, I talk, since I talked a lot the last segment. <laughs> That's fine. Let me get my little answer, David. So I'm put my little afro on because I just told Big T that I just went to a black classman this weekend. So, you know, I, I'm in a rare form right now with this topic <laughs> only because <laughs> only because I look at it like this. The sla- back in the day, let me let me back in the day during slavery time. How did you control your slaves? You you show them what what happened when they do something. Right. Mm-hmm. So. When they were kneeling for the anthem, of course they didn't show the national anthem. The game would come on, they'd be like, welcome to Fox, blah, 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 this person playing this person, game about to start. As soon as you hear the anthem, it'll go straight to commercial break. So now, like you said, they do want to see who's kneeling and who's not just to see what they can talk about because the news is running out of things to talk about. Everybody's going to focus on the negative of everything but not the positive. So selling merchandise and everything. I'm a good Christian girl, you know, follow my Christian views, and I was raised up in the church and was raised that when a pastor is praying or somebody is praying, you don't move. So I'm guessing that the rules was kind of supposed to 
play along into that because white people play along into Christianity and they try to use the Bible against everybody. So now they're trying to say, well, hey, they don't need to be buying food and drinks and everything. Everybody should stop and cease everything while the national right. anthem is playing. So to me, this is all about it's all about politics. Everybody want to put politics in everything. Everybody wants to have a hand in everything because, like y'all said, Marshawn Lynch was sitting down during the National Anthem and nobody paid attention because nobody saw. So it didn't matter, but now all of a sudden, now they're going to show it just to see who's kneeling. And especially like last year when everybody was started to lock hands or everybody stayed in the locker room, it became such a big deal because everybody was talking about it. And like they say, if nobody's talking about it, then it's not making any money. So of course, if somebody's talking about it, then it is gonna make a little money. And that's and that's and what it's about. And, that's, and, and like you said, that's what it's about. It's a, it's really not only about politics, but it's about money. That's just what it's about. It's about money. Don't and the thing about hand. it is, if yeah, if if they're if they're if y'all are being mad about these player uh, players kneeling, then why aren't y'all telling these? Why aren't y'all stopping the concession? And making sure all these people, you know, stand in front of the concession while the national anthem is on the TV. Because at the concession stand, you can watch the TV and see that they're doing the national anthem, and you can hear it. Put your hands over your heart and do the same thing. Or the people that want to kneel, kneel, kneel. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's just like it's about money. They don't care. It's just all about money. And the thing about it is what really pissed me off about it is, like, for instance, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones last year, I think it was like a Sunday night game or something that the Cowboys had, and they um they and they and wanted to kneel or whatever. And I guess um Jerry Jones told them, no, we're not kneeling, but we'll lock hands together. So they all locked hands together or whatever. And they asked Jerry Jones after the game, like, you know, that was a good thing for y'all, da, da, da. He was like, yeah, he was like, oh, you know, trying to be like this, uh, yeah, it was good. It was, for, you know, we get it and we understand what the players and the behind my players and da, 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 all that bullshit. And then he comes out, you know, this year and he changes. He's like, nah, y'all better not kneel. And then you got your, your players who really want to kneel, like Prescott, you know, you got players like that who really want to kneel. Did did but he really? saying no, but he agrees with he agrees with Jerry Jones is is um you know rules and da 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 da. So it's like it's basically going back to the old days. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, it's that slave mentality. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the mm-hmm. white man, you know, and then oh, what a white man say we got to do this, so we got to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not how it is. Like that shit over with, bro. So like. You gotta, you gotta, you know, people gotta get out their mindset. You know what I'm saying? And that's why players are furious because they grew up with that, you know, that with that, and you know, that's their history. So like, they don't want that shit to happen. Where you know, they don't want that shit to happen no more. So like, you gotta cut that out. And those, these white people don't see it like that. They see it like these these owners. They don't see it like that. They're like, nah, I own the team. You gonna do what the fuck I want want you to do? We not kneeling. You want to kneel? You can get off the team. And it's stupid because it's like, all right, if Dak Prescott, for an example, if Dak Prescott was to say, you know what, you, you know what, I'm gone. You don't want me to kneel? Fuck y'all. Don't, how the Cowboys quarterback situation going to look after he leaves? Hmm. Right? I just feel the narrative. I, what, 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 type, what type of money that's going to bring in? 
Because, like, they'll ask a player a question about it. And I understand everybody wants to know everybody's perspective. But I feel like if you quiet in the background, you doing your own thing, I will respect you more than you coming out and saying, no, I'm not going to kneel because it don't affect me. It affects everybody. This is a topic for everybody to say, hey, I know somebody that this happened to. It's, it's like it's injustice. And people don't understand the, the justice system today to know what's really going on because they're being brainwashed and money is being held over their head. I always say greed will yeah. always be the downfall of man because money, they say money can't buy everything, but money sure will make a lot of people happy. So, well, that not is, really yeah. happy because a lot of people commit well, suicide and, and they have a lot of money. Kinda, and that's kind of, and that's kind of like, you know, and I'll give you two, like, that's a good point that you bring up. I'll give you two examples of that, right? About money. Well, number one, right? Todd Gurley just signed his extension, right? They asked Todd Gurley mm-hmm. about his, you know, about his extension. He said, "For those people that said money can't make, don't make you happy, they lie, right?" So that's his take. But then you got going to the NBA, you got Demar Derozan saying he's stressed out. So somebody asked him, "How can you be stressed out when you got all this money?" He said, "Man, I wish people would have the same money as me." And realize that it's not about money. It's not about always about money. Money isn't mm-hmm. everything. It's not. So it's, it's, it's fun. Like, I try to live a stress free life. Yeah, you get the takes from both. You know what I'm saying? And this is weird because it's like, you know, we all strive to be like, oh man, I want to be a millionaire. I want to make sure you know I'm living comfortable and have my money right and this, 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 that. But then on the flip side, you know what I'm saying? You get your money right. You your, your money start wilding out. You know what I'm saying? And then you start being stressed out because you ain't got money no more and this happened or this happened, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's a gift and a curse. It really is. It's a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. It is. I agree. Now, now, now Biggie, before, 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 before we jump off that, though, <laughs> before we jump off the Saints, because I, I don't want to jump off the Saints too much, but before we jump off the Saints, Big T, I just want to kind of give some quick input on the game this week on this Please. Saturday at 7 o'clock. Today, we ain't we were we weren't in Los Angeles today, but I'll tell you what, man. Twitter was live this today because lit. I'm telling you, it was it was lit. I mean, seeing seeing Lattimore against Keenan Allen and Keenan Keenan Allen was you know he was doing his little thing on on Lattimore. Lattimore gave up a few little passes and and a touchdown. Um, Ken Crawley had gave up uh, a touchdown. To Mike Williams, the receiver that they drafted last year in the first round, but he got hurt. Um, but man, seeing them like rebound and Marcus Williams had an interception. Um, you had Marcus Davenport finally out there. Uh, you know he was working on in team drills. Um, you know Alex Okafor who got hurt uh, what last week. They said that uh, his injury wasn't significant, thank God. But he was actually mm-hmm. out there and you know in pads. Uh, warming up, getting ready and stuff. So, you know, the defense, uh, obviously, is their first game against the Char- – you know, they first practice against them, so they're trying to get used to the players and stuff like that. But, um, you know, they, they did their thing. The defense – I mean, the offense uh, definitely showed out. Offense showed out in the game. Drew Brees did throw, uh, I think, a pick. But, hey, it is what it is. It's, it's practice. This is why you fix this type of stuff in practice. So, nothing to get scared about, but – um, Kamara had a good uh, a good game. Mike Thomas was killing the cornerbacks. I mean, the hand movement off the line, he was, like, slapping the, the corners out the way, like, man, get the hell off me and just catching the ball yeah. for touchdowns. 
that boy's a beast, man. So I'm telling you, this game this week is going to be a test, especially because it's the third preseason game. We all know this is like the the, the rehearsal for the season. And you know Drew Brees is probably going to play a quarter, um, maybe a half in this game. So um, I keep seeing really, everybody really... say that. I don't think they, they're going to let Drew Brees play uh, for the preseason. I, I, I just don't see it happening only because, like we talked about earlier, they are fighting for this quarterback spot. And they don't kind of, they don't want him to get in that preseason game, and they know the players going to target him to hurt him. So I, I don't think he's going to get in he'll play. for the preseason. He'll play. He'll play. He'll play this week. He's going to play. He'll play at least for a quarter. He's going to come in there for one drive, two drives. He'll probably play for a quarter, maybe the whole half, just for that for that first string offense to be on sync with each other. Because you got to think, you know, like the rhythm isn't there going into the preseason because obviously he isn't playing. So, like, you got to – this is that rehearsal game where it's like, all right, come on, Drew, we got to, you know, just make sure that, you know, the, you know everybody's on sync with everybody and just make sure that our offense looks crisp out there. And then after it looks crisp, we'll get you out of there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they're going to let him play. It's always been like that where he always plays the third preseason game. Um, so they'll let him play. Kamara and Ingram will play. Mike Thomas will obviously play. Um, but, you know, we're looking forward to, like, seeing, again, more of Cameron Meredith, more of Trey Smith. Trey Smith had a touchdown today, which was a nice touchdown in the corner of the end zone um, on the Chargers DB, which was nice to see a rookie doing that. Um, the defense, man, like I said, you know, Marcus Davenport, uh, first-round pick, is definitely going to play this week. Sean Payton said he is going to play. So we're going to see him for the first time on the field, which is going to be good, especially after him coming off that injury and not been playing in a uh, tra- in training camp and practicing in training camp. So that's going to be a good thing to see. And, man, just just watching all these other second- and third-string players fight for a job, um, I mean, it's getting interesting. You know, the running back position still isn't um, where it needs to be, you know, as far as who's going to be that second running back behind Kamara while Ingram's out. Um, they cut Terrence West. Um, yesterday they cut running back Terrence West, who they had signed. Um, so that's, you know, that's leaving the running back position to where it's like, all right, is it Jonathan Williams? Is it Trey Edmonds? Is it going to be Shane Vereen, who they signed? Um so we'll see how that pans out. Um, but, man, like I said, the defense, definitely trying to see what the defense about. One guy that I really want to watch this week is Crawley. Um, I'm, me, personally, I'm not sold on him. I'm 50-50 on him, man. Like, it just depends on the, the mood he comes into with in these games. And it just seems like if he comes in that mood where he won't be lazy and stuff, they're going to torch his ass. If not, then he'll be a little solid. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he's going to play this week because he's obviously going to be sticking Mike uh, Mike Williams. Mike Williams is a beast. Uh, you know, I don't know if y'all remember Mike Williams, but Mike Williams, um, when he came out, he was like the number one receiver um, in that draft. And then on the opposite side, you got Keenan Allen, where Lattimore is sticking Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a beast. Like, dude had a healthy season last year. I mean, the first, I think, first five, five, six games, he didn't really have that many touchdowns. He had, like, two or three touchdowns. Well, when I tell you that the second half of the season, that boy was balling. I mean, he had, like, seven touchdowns, second half of the season. Um, dude put up, I think, 1,100 yards in the season. So, I mean, Keenan Allen is the truth. So, seeing Lattimore against him is a good test for Lattimore. 
you know, because everybody feels like Lattimore is invincible to where, like, oh, man, we're going gonna to lock him down and we're going to be straight. And it's like, listen, you know, uh, wide receiver like Keenan Allen, he's going to get some catches on Lattimore. Like, don't sleep. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's nice to see that and to see Lattimore get better against a wide receiver like that, too. But, again, the game Saturday, 7 o'clock in Los Angeles, and um, it's going to be a good test. It's going to be a good test. For you have no watch card in it? Nah, I'm not having no watch card. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm, actually, I'm actually going to be working. Uh, hopefully I get off in time to watch it. I probably will, but hopefully I get off in time to watch it, catch that first uh, first quarter. But, um, but I'm telling you, I went to the game last week, and I was so damn bored. <laughs> I was like, damn. I'm shocked. They mm-hmm. said the crowd was all into it. They said the crowd was in it wasn't even a season. They were into it, but it was just a – see, this is the thing, and I had put a poll up on uh, Twitter, I think it was Saturday after the game. I was like, you know, do y'all rather watch – would you prefer watching the game at the Superdome, or would you prefer watching the game at home, or would you prefer watching the game at a bar? And 58% said that they would rather watch the game at home. And I agree with them. I feel like it's nice to be in that atmosphere in the Superdome and it's live and it's lit. But at the same time, like, you know, I, me personally, I curse too much. So, like, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm sitting at the game and they got kids around me and stuff, it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's hard. Then on top of that, you know, you got to find a parking spot. You got to wait. There's people trying to go get beers or go to the bathroom. You got to keep getting up and stuff like that. So, like, I mean, it's cool, but I can't I can't do that every, you know, every home game type of thing. I got to be at my crib. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, I, I feel you. I feel you. I think everybody prefer to watch the game at home because, you in your own space and you can do what you want. If you want to throw stuff at the TV, you drinking and you having fun. You I know. ain't going to do that. I ain't, I'm not going to throw that at the TV. But I will say this, though. What? At the game, being, being at you the game. You watch game, the remote is in the TV, like, all day. Don't break it. Make sure you got insurance with this time, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they had they had too many distractions at the game. You know, they got little little things on the jumbotron. And the biggest distraction last week was that, that male cheerleader dude. I just was not for it. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm, I'm just not for that type of stuff. So I, that, that just kind of distracted me because he was dancing in front of us. And, like, me and my wife were just sitting there. And my wife's looking at me like, y'all, are you serious? I'm like, I'm asking you the same question. Is this for I'm real? Like, you know what I'm Can it be I'm a topic going. next week and we really bring that up? We could. Right. We could talk about the. It don't matter. Yeah, we could, talk yeah, about next week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. We could definitely um, do that. We could de- definitely do that. Look, let's do this. Let's take a quick, quick break. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to rewind. Um, not rewind. We're going we're gonna to jump into um, this Demarcus Cousins dude. I don't know if y'all know this guy. Um. Used to play for the Pelicans, I think, or somebody like that. I, I don't know if y'all know that dude, but um, yeah, you know who he is. We're gonna we're gonna talk about him after this quick break because he he looks pretty damn good shooting the ball and moving around. Did he really, really, really? We're not gonna give him that really much tell Achilles? Did he really tell his Achilles though? Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> when we come back, we also gonna talk a little bit about the Pels. Um, let's see what's going on with them. Uh, what are they talking about? And um, we're ready to close the show out. We're ready to close it out. So, 
Again, you listen to Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXG Talk Radio. got me, Ben. What's that, Rick? The Clark Street Crater, the mother of all potholes. For decades, it's tormented the people of this town. They try to fill it, but it always returns. <laughs> got me good. But you know, State Farm's got you, too. Yeah? You hear that? You ain't nothing! Are you trash-talking a pothole? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Go with the one that's here to help life go right. State Farm. Overtime Sports Talk right here on WTXD Talk Radio. We're having a good time on the show tonight. Shout out to our our, (laughs) Miss Hartford in the building with us tonight. Doing it real big. Doing it real big along with Nita, the number one sports director in the world. (laughs) Tell me, boy, Thomas G. The artist formerly known as Thomas Big T. After this uh, 130 pound weight loss, I am no longer <laughs> Thomas Big T. Well, you slim T, boy. Slim T. T Slim. T Slim. That's my rap name. T Slim. We're back. We're back. We're getting Let's talk about this young man, Demarcus Cousins. Some NBA news. Do y'all know this guy? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out whether we know. He got to catch these hands when I see him, but that's not. So uh, there's a video out right now, and, and I think I forgot the the hashtag. No, no. Um, oh, I can't think of the, the hashtag you have on this video, but it showed him shooting around and moving around real well and um, making some big three pointers. Man, what are y'all thoughts on Demarcus Cousins? Did he really, really, really tear his his um not Achilles? Achilles. Yeah, Achilles. did he really tear his Achilles? Oh, was that a way for him to get I out of the wall? He did. Yeah, he did. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he tore it. I watched the game. I cried a little bit because I was like, no, not the Marcus says he was doing so good. But watching that practice video once again is just a practice video. He's just moving around just a little bit. He's still a little bit slow and still sluggish. Yeah. The season starts, what, in a good, what, six weeks? 
and mm-hmm. they wasn't expecting to have him back till the new year, like till January. And like I told you earlier, I think he's probably going to come back a little bit earlier, but he's not going to be moving as fast as he was because when he was working out, when he was with the Pelicans, he was losing that weight, but now he didn't got back fat. So he's not going to be able to move as much, but I don't really care. I hope he. he, no, he, he a, Everybody would offer him their Achilles, but I hope he's tearing again. Yes, and some. He's in a he's in a, he's in a transition <laughs> phase. Like like you said, he's still limping around and stuff. Like it, like coming off the injury is gonna be tough for him. But they're not yeah. expecting him to be back until February. So so the thing is, they they want him like they want him to where they he gets a month under his belt in the offense, and then you know they go into the rolling with him. So. um He's not going to be asked to do a lot in Golden State. Um, I mean, you got it. I mean, they got they got what they need. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to ask mm-hmm. him to do too much. So the thing is, it's like I mean, he's been putting up threes and stuff. He was putting up threes when he was with the Pelicans, so it ain't like it's something new. But um, just seeing how he's rebounding from that injury, I mean, he's definitely on a good pace to come back. Um, you know, super straight. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, but That's yes, right. he, he definitely he definitely tears his ACL because I was actually at that game, um, and uh, me and my brother and my brother's a big Pelicans fan too, and he was like, he was like, man, I just hope I just hope he'll be I think he'll be all right, but I just hope he'll be back in like a week or two, and then we get home, turn on ESPN, <laughs> and he's out for the season. I mean, he was devastated, but um, you know, at the end of the day, man, listen, we talked about it, Big T. The dude made his decision. He's, you know, they did offer him the, the two-year, forty million. He obviously didn't take it. He thought he was gonna get more free agency. That didn't happen, so he took the deal with the Warriors, and, and that's that. And like I said too, you know, um, I think it was last week or the week before. You gotta remember, the guy has never been to the playoffs since he's been in the NBA. He's never been to the playoffs. Yeah, you could say he was with the Pelicans and they went to the playoffs last year, but he didn't have any like he didn't have anything to do in that last little 20-game stretch for them to make Nothing. it to the playoffs. Nothing yeah, but so sit like, on the bench and talk trash. And, and the thing is, too, like we said this, too, like the Pelicans still got a straight team without him. You know, like the Pelicans want to see the great. team to where – Yeah, I mean, obviously you wouldn't. But, <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, you know, the Pelicans, Alvin Gentry comes from that Golden State offense where they want to run, you know, they want to run fast up the court, you know, push the ball and, you know, adding Julius Randle, that's going to help, you know what I'm saying? And then you still got Meritage, you still got Drew Holiday, you still got um, Anthony Davis, you, you signed Alfred Payton, um, you know, you still got pretty much the team intact. So, I mean, obviously Rondo is going to be a huge loss. That's going to be a huge yeah. loss for the coaching because um, he's like a coach out there too on the court. But um, at the end of the day, the Pelicans are still in they're gonna be good. They're still gonna be straight. If you look at all the rankings coming out of the NBA, they the Pelicans are like they're always in the sixth or seventh. They're um, always in the sixth or seventh spot, yeah. Yeah, but, so they're gonna be straight. They're gonna be good. So, you know, but you know, like I said, the NBA and I'm not saying this off I mean I s I'm saying this and I do like Golden State, but the NBA has come down to in the West, Houston and Golden State. I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Now the thing about it is the Pelicans did win a game against Golden State, so that's a, that's 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 huge for their confidence because they got swept by Golden State last time they played in the playoffs. So 
for them to at least win one game, I mean, I know it's only one game, but still, that was a, you know, like, I think if they would have had Cousins, they would have gave them a run for their money. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't. Uh, just unfortunate. But at the end of the day, the Pelicans going to be straight. Um, and what's really wide open is the East because the Sixers are, are straight. The Celtics going to be really, really good next year. Um, and, I mean, Toronto with with Kawhi, that's going to be nice. Um, and speaking of him, a lot of people were throwing out. They they posted a picture yesterday of LeBron, Kawhi, and Kevin Durant working out together. And they were saying that KD might join the Lakers next year. Oh, and wow. Kawhi might join the Lakers next year. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this on this show. And you can mark the date. Mark the date. It's 808 at night. I do feel like Kevin Durant will sign with either the Lakers or next year. You could put Even if Golden State win again for this season, you yep. think that he'll leave that dynasty just to go somewhere else after I getting three so. rings? Yep, I think so. I think he'll leave. I think he'll end up he'll, he I mean, because his whole goal to go, his whole goal um, in going to Golden State was to win a championship. Everybody said he didn't have a ring. He didn't have a ring. He's ring chasing. Well, guess what? If he gets three rings, he basically accomplished what he was trying to accomplish by by three times. So mm-hmm. he got his ring. He, he, I mean, he's always going to be a scoring champion, an MVP. Um, you know, this, 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 that, but. Got his three rings. How fire would it be for him to go join LeBron and Kawhi in LA? That would be. Now, don't don't make me hate the Lakers even more than I already hate them. I hate the Lakers too. I hate the Lakers too. Trust me, I hate the Lakers as probably as much as you do. But I mean, Kawhi, LeBron, KD on the same team. Like, I just want to know. I want to know. I me personally, I'm like the guy who wants to see reaction. I I mean the reaction to KD going to the Warriors was, oh he's a hoe, he's a bitch, he, 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 that was the same team that he could have beat, blah blah blah, this 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 that. All right, cool, we get it, we understand what you're saying, but the man is a free agent, he still can sign whatever he wanted to sign with, with, with any team he wanted to. That's the team he chose. Same thing with right. cousins, he chose them. But for KD to go to the Lakers and Kawhi to go to the Lakers, oh. Man, I can just see it now. I can see Stephen hey, A. Smith going back to the ass on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yep. Yep. About, I don't know. Working out, but can we talk about the video with Drew Holiday working out with uh, Frank Jackson? Like, he's really working him out because, you know, it's going to be his backup and everything. I was excited about that because when Cousins went down, Drew stepped up and stole my heart last season. Drew Holiday. And for him to be – <laughs> he did, he and that's up. what I'm saying. Like he's really in the gym. I know um, one of the guys that actually trains with him, um, and he was telling me he was like, "Hey, y'all better watch out for Drew this season. Like he's coming for blood." And I was like, "My Drew?" It was like, "Yes." So forget the market. I'm excited to see Drew. <laughs> I'm excited to see Drew Holiday out here working out and working out with a guy that's gonna be coming off the bench behind him. Like just showing him the rules. Because 
Yes, because in the uh, in the summer league, he like when he scored like twenty something points and went in the game, and then the next game he came and he kind of got a little hurt and he was a little shaken up, so he didn't play. Yeah. But I was like happy to see that because I'm like, okay, rookie, get your get your little numbers up. Come on, show Gentry that this is what you want to do, and for Drew to be working out with him, that's gonna kind of give Gentry the okay. I can I, let me see what he's gonna do and where we can kind of fill that Rondo spot. Because I want Drew yeah. at the two because when he's playing the one, it's kind of hard for him to score his 23, 25 points a game when he's trying to make sure everybody else is where they're supposed to be. So we're going to need somebody else to play that one, put Drew at that two, and just rock out this season. I'm excited for and this like basketball season. Frank, Frank Jackson will be nice. Frank Jackson will be nice for real. If yes. he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy. If he can Come nice stay healthy. I got my voodoo water and everything for him, so he can take a sip. And then, like, I'm on Frank. I need you to stay healthy for me this season. <laughs> so. <laughs> Don't get them boys no voodoo water. They be talking about a bounty. Another kind of stuff. Nah, Pelican's got a bounty going on. They using voodoo. <laughs> That's all right. Anything no in game. Hey, and you're right. We got to win. We definitely have to win. So, uh, that's our Pelican news for the day. You know, it's been a it's been a good show, man. Colleen, appreciate yeah, her. Sure. Um, big shout out to her, man. She came on and did her thing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anything you want to tell the folks before we get out of here? Um, Y'all can follow me on Twitter, C So Low Key. So that's C I underscore So underscore Low Key. Or you can follow me on Instagram. It's O U C Me. So. Or you can just put in my name, Colleen, and I will pop up because I'm the one and only. You might see a couple other people, but they're not me, though. So. <laughs> there she go. There she go. And, um, later, <laughs> uh, what you got before we get out of here, dude? Man, just ready for this game on Saturday, ready to see what the Saints going to do, ready to see that first August, man. Let's get ready for the season. Um, this is a dress rehearsal, man. So, definitely, man, I'm excited about that for sure. Definitely, definitely. We got some breaking news coming out of uh, college football in Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State has suspended Coach Urban Meyer for three games for mishandling a domestic violence uh, allegation against one of his assistant coaches. So he's suspended for the first three games of the season. So, um, also, next week we're going to jump on the Tulane, Tulane Green Wave. Next week they're opening up their season on next Thursday, we will be mm-hmm. in the building. We'll be in the building mm-hmm. against uh, Wake Forest. So at Yeoman Stadium on next Thursday, it's Tulane Greenway versus the Wake Forest Demon Deacon. So uh, y'all get ready for that. We'll be broadcasting. Um, well, not broadcasting live, but we'll be there live at the game. We'll also be broadcasting either on our YouTube page or on our uh, Instagram or one of our Live feeds will be broadcasting on field level or in the press box. So y'all get ready for that. Uh, next week, we got another big show next week. And before we get out of here, I'm just put it out there. Colleen is the newest member of the WTXG Talk Radio team. So just want to let hey. y'all know that. Let's get it. She is now a member of the WTXG Talk Radio sports team. We want to definitely welcome her uh, to the team. Welcome her to the family. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you'll see a lot of her at a lot of games, a lot of events. Uh, so y'all get ready for that. Uh, we got a caller call in. If you're calling in the, the call in, hit option one before we close the show out. Um, but again, Colleen Hartford, the newest member 
the WTHD Talk Radio team. So, um, thank y'all for listening, man. Look, um, hit us up on our website, WTXDTalkRadio.com. Also, download the TuneIn app. You can take us on the go with you 24 7, 365. And, um, oh, hold up. We got, we got somebody calling. Let's grab this caller before we, before we get out of here. Let's, let's get out of here. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Where you calling from? Caller, you there? You on, caller, you on the air. What's your name? Where you calling from? My name, Andrea Chamberlain. I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> what's up? What's up, Andrea? What's up? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. What you talking about on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> what y'all talking about on the radio? <laughs> hey, girl, what y'all talking about on the radio? We talking about sports. What you got to talk about? What's up with you? What you doing? Let's talk about LeBron James. Uh-oh. Girl, what, what you know about LeBron? What you know about LeBron? Girl, nothing but Twitter. Okay, okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just wanted to call and say I'm proud of you, Colleen. Keep it up. Thank you. I love you, cousin. I'm so happy for you. you. You are brilliant. You're a celebrity. We appreciate you calling. calling. That's what's up, man. Family call in and show love. That's what's up. That's what's up. Of course. Um, that's what's up. So next week we're gonna we're gonna jump into Tulane Green Wave. Then uh, Colleen's gonna jump on uh, the male cheerleaders of the NFL. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. What are you? Um, and then we you know we'll jump into the Saints. We'll talk about um, we'll talk about the last preseason game, and then we'll jump into the regular season, the New Orleans Saints. So um, again, man, thank you. We had a good time again for myself, Thomas Big T, Miss Colleen Hartford, and our sports director, Nada Murphy. I want to thank y'all for listening. It has been fun. We will see y'all on next week. We got a bunch of people. We got a bunch of people starting to call in now. What's up with y'all? Y'all call yeah. in. See them next week. Tell, tell them, hit us up next week. Call <laughs> us next week. Y'all call at the end of the show. Um, but again, man, thank y'all for listening. We're going to see y'all next week, man. It's been a lot of fun. Y'all stay, uh, stay tuned. Go to our website, WTXGTalkRadio.com. Hit us up. Let us know what's on your mind. And um, y'all be good. We'll see you next week. See y'all next week. We out of here. The dash is digi, the schedule busy, my head in a hoodie, my shorty a goodie, my cousins are crazy, my cousins like boogie, life is amazing, it is what it should be, been here for 10 but I feel like a rookie, I tell her look up cause it's snowing in Tootsies, well for 3 years man you can't even book me, it's me and little baby, this shit going crazy, Weezy produced it and Weezy F made me and she held it down so she got a Mercedes, your money records, the army, the navy, it ran me 10,000, I threw it like Brady, the foreign is yellow like Tracy and Katie, I trust in my niggas, they never betray me, met all these niggas, they sweeter than Sadie, when I started out, I just took what they gave me Did all the favors, they never repay me It worked in my favor, cause nobody Brand new whip, got no keys Tell them I close, no starch, please Soon as I nut, you can go, leave Got M's in the bank, like yes, indeed Cardio glasses, I won't even Pikachu Yellow Ferrari like Pikachu I got on waiting and watching what he gonna do Trying to pee what I do, trying to steal my moves 2500 for a new pair of tennis shoes The same price I can make them young come and finish you Lawyer being charged, he'll do it like a voodoo